Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. J-Rod Concerts family, hello, I have missed you, how is everybody doing? This is Jamie Rodriguez, your host, this and every episode, guys, and at J-Rod Concerts Media, we, we spent last week um, really busy here with Americana Fest in Nashville, so that's why we didn't have a lot of new episodes, we were knee-deep, we made a lot of new connections, we saw a lot of old friends of our show, uh, of all kinds, really, you know, so stay tuned because there's a plethora of good music and good things coming. Uh, and you guys are going to be the first ones to hear it. Great new content, great interviews. We're really excited about everything that transpired at Americana Fest, guys. And we come back with a bang, guys, because on this special live episode, we welcome Old Sea Brigade, guys. Old Sea Brigade is the moniker of a singer, songwriter, producer, and multi-instrumentalist, Ben Kramer. A wonderful, wonderful Nashville-based artist. And Ben just released recently his uh, second full-length offering, Motivational Speaking. And uh, just the, the the album is like a movie, man. It, it just gets to your soul with the most beautiful atmospheric sounds. And at the end of the day, with incredible songwriting, which is what it, it, it's all about. Uh, he perfected the 12 tracks over the pandemic year. And he has been uh, uh, rave reviewed by everybody from NPR, Billboard. Everyone loves Old Sea Brigade, guys. And we are excited to have you guys here on the show. Um, we talk a lot about his upbringing in Atlanta, his punk rock roots. You know, he started um, how he learned from classic rock legends, uh, Kansas. Because he, he opened for them for a long time when he was starting out. So what he learned from them... And just a fascinating conversation. And stay tuned for a really beautiful performance there at the end. So, guys, make sure you stay tuned. Um, check out oldseabrigade.com for tour info and more. And without further ado, Ben Kramer of Old Sea Brigade on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Ben Kramer. Old Sea Brigade, how are you? Doing well, how are you? Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. So I like I, I have to tell you, Ben, like yeah. we were talking like motivational, like what an album. Oh, what thanks, an album man. that you released, man. I mean Thank you. twelve songs, forty five minutes, dude. Yeah. What a journey of an album. Congratulations, first of all. Thank you. Yeah, it, um, I'm glad to finally have it out in the world. We spent spent a while working on it and the pandemic obviously sort of derailed some of our plans with sure. getting the record out but it's nice to finally get it out and yeah hopefully get to play some shows did you tinker with it in 2020 uh, i did yeah yeah mm -hmm. we uh we started the record then we actually mastered it and like we were gonna get ready to release it and then the pandemic hit and then um we found ourselves sort of me and my uh co-producer owen lewis we we just found ourselves with all this extra time and sure. we live right across the street from each other so we we're like let's get together and you know, see if we can tweak anything, see if we can beat any of the uh, previous mixes and stuff. So yeah, it's fascinating. It was nice. Like, I never found myself with, you know, obviously that much time on my hands as probably yeah. most people. You know, well, I mean, you nailed say. it, dude. It's perfect. I mean, like, critics have loved it. Consequence of Sound. And Thank the, you. Everybody's loved it. Um, what is, like, you've always been critically validated. Is that, like, at all important to you at this point? Or are you, like, just... Um, I mean, 
I let everyone just sort of form their own opinions sure. on it. You know, once the record's out, I, it's sort of, it's out of my control. So, I, you know, I hope people like it. I hope people understand it. But I also, like, if it's not for someone, I don't have any, like, negative exactly. feelings or, you know, anything towards them. I know. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, Ben. Okay, so let me ask you about your early life because it's yeah, pretty sure. fascinating. You're from Atlanta. Yeah. You started playing piano when you were four, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, and then when did you start playing like bass and all that stuff? Eleven. Uh, yeah, like around eleven or twelve, um, my friends and I started a Green Day cover band, and we wanted to play their song "When I Come Around" at our like middle school talent show. So sure. we spent like all year practicing that one song, and um, I ended up learning bass to to play in the band. And from that band, you know, we started another band, and we just went out and started playing shows, and um, things just sort of like kept going and I never stopped. So it was Green Day that like really like blew your your head out when you yeah, were Yeah, like, we got I was in I was really into skateboarding at the time too yeah. and um, I wasn't very good and I always got hurt skateboarding sure. so I figured I might have a better chance at a music career. Yeah, but you you love punk all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love that. The, the yeah. Misfits, the Ramones, all that yeah, stuff. Did yeah. you get into all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, all, all of it, man. That's it's awesome. like I came from that world and like playing and just like loud like played in like some metal like hardcore bands back in the day and then just sort of stumbled on the singer-songwriter world a bit. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've always been a huge fan of, um, you know, like Towns Van Zandt and like mm -hmm. Blake Foley and, or Blaze Foley and, um, you know, just like traditional singer-songwriters, Bob Dylan, obviously, sure. and Springsteen. Um, but uh, I'd always like played in these punk bands, but on the side I'd written my own songs. And it wasn't until... Okay. I guess it was like 2012, I like started going out and like playing a couple open mics and stuff. But sure. I didn't really get going with releasing music under my name until I started Old Sea Brigade. Okay, interesting. So, yeah. What about the songwriting though? Like when did you start the songwriting? Because you had all these bands yeah. in high school. Yeah. Probably super yeah, popular. I started, yeah, I started in high school and, um, you know, and I, I really like cherish those memories of writing songs then because there was no like industry I, I didn't know like what the music industry was i just wrote songs and would book would book a show and i'd be super excited when i saw my band's name on the venue's website you know and we yeah. would just get all of our friends to come to the shows and that was i you know that was everything i could have dreamed for sure you know? sure how did you guys get your name out there like cds in, in stores yeah and just like go around school MySpace and, like, kind of yeah thing? myspace yeah, like yeah, yeah. pass out demos to like people in the hallway and stuff. And, Unbelievable, you know, man. So. It's, great. it's great to see your journey, like yeah, how it starts. It's been fun. Yeah, I mean, man. I learned a lot through all that trial and error. Of course. So, <laughs> What do you think, by the way, of the music distribution, how it is now, Ben? I mean, it's uh, like, you know, obviously, you know, OC Brigade can yeah. release a song tonight at midnight and someone in Japan can be listening to it. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, the monetization part of it. And, yeah, and, it's and a, I that. mean, it's, it's a tricky one. I mean, I think... When I started Old Sea Brigade, that's like right when Spotify and like playlisting yeah. kind of started taking off. But that was 2015, and I didn't know what like I didn't know what playlists were, and uh, I found myself like starting to get my songs added to these like random playlists in like the Netherlands and stuff. So in like some ways, I was like, I'm grateful for Spotify to help kind of like kickstart my career. Yeah. But I also recognize like, you know, musicians have a hard time getting paid yeah. and usually by the time they get to a certain level where they could make money themselves they've probably signed something you know signed their masters away right. to a record label or publishing away and, right um just so you you know so you can pay your rent yeah totally, so it's man. a tricky balance um i mean i think there's more ways than ever now to like make 
make a living in the music industry um, uh, rather than before, like, you know, early 2000s and before, I mean, to rent studio time was so expensive and you needed to go to a fancy right. studio. But right. now, like, you you know, people are making the biggest songs in the world. In their computers, right? Yeah, yeah. in your bedroom. <laughs> so, like, you know, there's no limit now. Yeah. But don't you think something is lost with the album? Like, we talked about yeah. Green Day. And when yeah. I come around, that was in, what was the name of that album, Rancid? Or what uh, was that, that was off of Dookie. Of Dookie. Yeah. Oh, my God, of course. That yeah, was yeah. Of Dookie. Yeah. Right, so a Dookie. Like, yeah, yeah. And Motivational Speaking is an album. Like, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. a freaking beautiful album. Thank you. Um, like, are you worried that maybe, like, some of the people, like, youth or whatever, they're not going to have the patience to get into a Dookie? Um, the way, how many times did you hear Dookie? Hundreds. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, like, I... There's so many records I, I look back on, and I mean, I remember like discovering like Tom Waits, like Mule Variations, and like yeah. I just remember like this is such a weird, what weird record, like what's going on? But I was so drawn to it, right? You know, and like so drawn to like certain songs that weren't necessarily the singles because those songs kind of made the singles make more sense, yes. you know. Um, and I like now, that. And now like everything is very focused on. I mean, there's. Someone told me there's like 20,000 songs being uploaded to Spotify every day. So like that's an insane number. Like how do you make yourself yeah. stand out? I have no idea. I mm. think just try to write the best song you can. Yeah. Um, I'm certainly a fan of records, but yeah. I also like suffer from you know music ADD because I go on Spotify and I want to <laughs> listen to an artist, but then I'm like, oh wait, but I want to check out this other band too. And, right. You know, I I usually have to get roped in by like one of the singles, and then I'll then I'll deep dive. Yeah. On the record. I love that, man. <laughs> so, Ben, let me ask you about uh, a chapter of your life that has not been spoken about a lot deeply, yeah. and it's the University of Miami, the yeah, Frost yeah. School of Music. Yeah. So, I'm from Miami. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, th that's where I cut my teeth in Miami radio. Right. Um, you know, I love my city, but I know it's musical shortcomings as well. Yeah. How do you look back on your time in South Florida? How, yeah. how long were you there? I was there for a year. Um, I, so, when I graduated high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I, I came from playing in bands and stuff and I wanted to just go out and book my own tours and go, you know, go play shows. But, you know, uh, I ended up applying for UM and I got into the music school and decided to go. And it was great. I learned a lot. And I like I, I still have so many friends uh, from that one year I was there who sure. are like doing cool things in music and we're still in touch. Um, but Miami was a tough place for me to like go out and tour because you have to drive up the whole right. state of Florida. Yeah. So what is that, like nine hours just to get out just of the state? Just to get state. to like Tallahassee. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that, and like, yeah, that with like, just the cost of being there, I was like, I think I could do more being, you know, closer to Atlanta. So I moved yeah. to Athens after that. And that was a little bit more of like the scene. I, I was a bit more familiar with that scene. Yeah. But I, 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 I'm very grateful for the time I spent in Miami. I, I love the city. I've been meaning to get back down there. Sure. It's been a while. Well, I mean, we, that's what you need some, old, some, you know, some of your music for sure. So yeah. that depth. Um, let me ask you about when you toured with Kansas, because oh, yeah. that is such a great <laughs> chapter. I mean, after Miami, you're yeah. in Athens, you start touring. Yeah. You know, you start going around the country, yeah, around yeah. the world, actually. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you play 60 dates or, or 60 something dates. Yeah. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, with classic rock giants, Kansas. <laughs> yeah. So I was playing in a band. We were uh, it was a rock band and. We ended up getting connected with Phil Ehart, who's the drummer for Kansas. <laughs> and he ended up managing us. And Kansas, they're actually based out of Atlanta, or most of them are. And uh, we ended up just going on the road with them a lot. And, yeah. Um, 
It was a blast. I mean, learned a lot. What do you learn from? What do you learn from like seeing Kansas perform night in and night out? I mean, you, you, you learn patience. I mean, they've been a band for. Sure. I mean, then it was like forty something years. Now they've got to be pushing fifty years. You yeah. know, and Phil and Rich, uh, Rich, I think Rich Williams, the guitar player. You know, they're original members, yeah. and they kept this thing going. They they kept it going from selling out Madison Square Garden two nights in, in a row in the seventies to playing like dinner clubs in the 90s yeah. and now like they sort of had to come back with like you know uh, old school and uh, like south park and all those sync placements <laughs> yeah. and guitar heroes so now they're back to playing theaters and they, they've got a great like they have a great live show and they're the nicest guys and learned a lot just how to you know have patience and be be a band and like treat people you know well yeah. and um so yeah and just got to experience what it's like to play in big venues too. I love that. So it was I fun. Love that. I love that, Ben. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me ask you about your songwriting. Yeah. Because when people listen to motivational speaking, they're going to freak out about the, the, the lyrics. I mean, yeah. it's just like pristine, man, A+. Plus. What you. is your process like? And, and what I mean yeah. is, you know, are you, are you, do you, do you take that discipline where like maybe you'll tell your, your friends and family, you're like, all right, guys, I am in songwriting this week yeah. from 11 to 5, no distractions. Or are you yeah. more like when the news strikes kind of thing? Um, it's a little bit of both. I think I have to force myself to write songs because I can like tend to just slack off and be lazy at times. True. But also like I think you have you you're not gonna. I'm a firm believer you're not gonna write a great song every day or every week. You know like yeah. but you have to try yeah. at times and um, like with motivational speaking, some of these songs were like half written songs that I had over the years, and others like were songs I wrote in a room like with some of my friends who are my frequent collaborators like yeah. my buddy Henry Brill who's he, like he's an amazing lyricist so I would like go to him and like I have this idea um I have I wrote this verse or this course but I need help tying some of the lyrics together and yeah. he would be a great person to just bounce ideas off of and uh then there was like my friend Stephen Mullen who plays live with me a lot who's an amazing keyboard player and like he's a magician with like synthesizers and all yeah. of that so um, it's just nice to have like different perspectives on, on you know songs you're writing and I feel like one of the great things about being in Nashville is I'm surrounded by so many amazing musicians who are also oh, yeah. some of my best friends and right. everyone has something different to offer yeah. that's special in their own way so yeah. it, I've, I, I came from the world like of playing in bands and then my first record was just really like myself writing all the songs and now with motivational speaking I was able to sort of branch out and work, collaborate with so many people. Yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. That, that is amazing about yeah. Nashville, man. And, uh, yeah. you know, but like you, you toured with one of our good friends, Aaron Lee Tashian. He's Oh, yeah. He, we, we, yeah, we did one, one show together in the middle of Sweden. Uh, Tell me about that. By the way, yeah. happy birthday, Aaron, when we're recording this. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Today's yeah. birthday. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Tell um, me about that show. Yeah, that was, uh, I was on tour in Sweden. He was on a different tour in Sweden. And we just linked up i opened for him at this it was like the middle of february i think and it was this like random town south of gothenburg and we mm. uh yeah i mean i was like no one, I, I thought no one was going to be there then all of a sudden like doors open and you know like two three hundred people came in that's <laughs> so awesome that was fun that's awesome yeah we had a good time do you miss touring europe yeah i do yeah, yeah right yeah I, it's it's great it's yeah really fun how I, was last year for you Ben. Uh, with COVID, with the yeah. pandemic, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was an adjustment because I was used to being on the road so sure. much, and you know, you just get used to being on the move. And I got very antsy at first. You know, I, 
it was the longest I've stayed in one place <laughs> in the yeah. past like 10 years. Sure, sure. Because I've, I've moved around so much in the past and got used to being on the road for like, you know, six months out of the year at times. Definitely. So it was an adjustment, but then I kind of got into a good routine and um, tried to make the best of it. I mean, it, like, and it was such a horrible year for, I mean, everybody. And I, I feel I'm very lucky, you know, given all the circumstances, it wasn't yeah. too bad sure. for me. On a personal level, yeah. like an individual level, it, did you, what, what did you shed? Like, like if I ask Ben yeah. Kramer, 2021 version, yeah. to Ben Kramer, 2019 version, how yeah. are you different today? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, uh, I, th I think I've learned like not to like overdo it, like yeah. to have a bit more balance in, in, in my life and with touring and everything. Like, you don't have to say yes to everything. Mm. Um, it's okay to have a normal life on top of music because sure. having a career as a musician is very, very bizarre. And it's hard to have like a normal schedule and keep up relationships with your friends and family and stuff when you're always on the move. Yeah. So, um, exactly. Yeah. That stuff is easy to sometimes forget and neglect by accident. Yes. And then it all comes crash it all kind of crash, crashes down <laughs> at some point. Right. But I think if you can have a bit more balance, it it's, makes the whole music career way more sustainable. Right. Yeah. Because when you're starting, you have to have almost like an obsessive, like obsession with music, right? Yeah, yeah. and I still do. I mean, it's still like all I think about yeah. in a very unhealthy way. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, with that said, I can like set aside time. For, exactly. For, things I need to take care it. of. I so, love it, Ben. Yeah. But listen, you're being so good with your time. Let me ask you about your your, your, your next project, I sure, guess. Sure, yeah. Because Motivational Speaking was such a great album. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we were talking off camera. I think you're starting yeah. to work on the follow-up. Yeah, I'm starting uh, starting this week. You're starting this week? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so how does that process start, Ben? Like, okay, yeah. like, because, you know, you released such a masterpiece into the world. Like, is it almost like, oh, man, here, like, starting from zero, like... Like, yeah. what is the problem? Are you like looking up a mountain? I I'm not an artist, right. but I'm fascinated yeah, yeah. With, the, with the process, with the thinking. Yeah. What's your thinking going into the studio at the um, beginning of a, of a project? I'm excited, curious. Um, I, you know, these, I've had two years to work on these songs. Yeah, I know Motivational Speaking just came out, but those songs to me are uh, yeah. fairly old sure. now. Sure, but sure. I guess that's like most musicians would probably say that by the time the record comes out they might be like kind of sick of the songs because right. they've heard it you know a million times right um so i I'm, I'm excited to get in the studio and like i want to try something new and different i'm working with um my friend jeremy griffith who produced my first record yeah um and then i'm also working with owen lewis who produced my second record cool man. so we're all going to join forces interesting it'll hopefully work out great and uh or, or it won't work, work out at all. When you, when, you, <laughs> when you meet with, with like all your team and your producers, Ben, about yeah. this, do you come up to them and you're like, okay, listen, guys, I know what I want. Yeah. I, I know what I have in my head. Just help me make it into sound. Yeah. Or, do, or are you guys like, okay, let's collaborate together. Let's yeah. create something together. Um, I think it's more let's collaborate and create something together. I mean, okay. I come from a production background too. Like I grew up working in studios and I like make records for other artists. So I know what it's like to wear the producer hat, you know, yeah. but it's tricky when you're trying to self-produce. That's why I brought in Owen and Jeremy because I really trust them. And I, I, I think they bring, they're gonna bring something really special yeah. to the table. And um, it's nice 
it sort of takes a bit of the load off so I can just focus on being like the artist while yeah. making the record. And sure, then man. Uh, you don't, that way I don't have to like second guess myself yeah. on everything. Because that, that tends, that can be a big thing in I making bet. a record. Self-consciousness, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, you come up with an idea and you're excited about it. Then like the next day you hate it and then you don't <laughs> know if it's good or not. And it's nice right. to like have some, you know, trusted opinions. I don't think it's good to like send it to all your friends and get right. feedback, you know, because no, that right. could be, that's, that's even worse. That's a weird path to go yes, down. Exactly. Uh, which is probably not the best for being creative, but when it's, you know, like with Owen and Jeremy, I really trust them and they've been along with me for the ride. Absolutely. So um, I think, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So awesome. Well, Ben Kramer, Old Sea Brigade. Yeah. You've said it all. <laughs> There's a rumor that you may play a little song for us. Is yeah, that, I can is, do that. Is that an accurate rumor? I can play that. Yeah. Oh, man, I can be awesome. play a song. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is a song called Caroline. Is that even your name, Caroline? 
your side. Can I talk you through my vision of our life? It'll take some time. It won't feel like a lie. We'll disappear through the years. I'll wake up when we die. Caroline. Ben Kramer, thanks so much. Yeah, man. thanks that for having awesome, me. Dude. Thank you. That was great. Thank you. Thanks. You've been listening to J Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.